this? Wait, there's no like pre-roll read or whatever it is. No, no? this is a, episode is not sponsored by Silverstone. The the uh, I, I, I forgot it. I don't even remember the ad. Sorry. Right, I'm gonna see if I can try to do this. In this episode, full nerd <laughs> M2 Pro and M2 Max fake Radeon drivers and Core i9 13900 KS launch. <laughs> Bill Clinton. That's pretty good. Special guest Bill Clinton on the yeah, show. It's better than I better than that AI stuff. Just pay me. Welcome to episode 244 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong with Elena Yee. Hi. And some yummy food behind her. Oh my god, I want soup dumpling so bad right now. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. <laughs> the, the the Bill Clinton really threw me for a loop. <laughs> I, I, I was not expecting Bill Clinton to Well that show came up from the pre show banter about uh, <laughs> this AI stuff uh we have a story in BC World where Mark Hockman, uh, Mark Hockman made uh, AI sound like Bill Clinton, and my imitation, frankly, was better. And my imitation of Gordon Ung is better than the AI imitation of me. So that was, <laughs> I thought I, I would do it as Bill Clinton because you know that's, that's pretty good. Well, you know what? The, hey, uh, you gonna finish those dumplings? What? Did we play the music? I yeah, didn't hear it on did. my end. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm, we're I'm, we're I'm, off because we're the wrong we're back. Point. We're after CES in, in the studio. <clears throat> Um, well, it just made me think, what if, what if Mark were to grab all of the Bill Clinton impersonations that you've done and use that to train uh, his own? Then it would sound like me. Then it it would probably be inaccurately sound a lot like me, it feels like. (laughs) AI, man, AI. Everybody's talking about AI, Gordon. Is it too much? Is the Skynet coming? I, I think people need to realize we're definitely, I mean, it's been hype for a while, but now, now they fully fueled the hype rocket. It's on the pad. The the you could see the, for the, the 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 clouds of of liquid nitrogen kind of like cooking off, and it's ready to go. That that hype train is going to go for the moon, just like the hype train for NFT and all the other stuff that quickly got up, almost reaching out of orbit, and then quickly breaking apart and coming back to Earth. It feels like I I mean. I, I do think AI is pretty awesome, but well, I, and you always got to like, okay, it's going like this. You need to maybe make it like that because every single hype VR, uh, crypto, NFTs, everything. And I don't know what, because don't you remember how ridiculously stupid people were talking about NFTs like it was actually going to be a thing? Just I mean, aren't they still? I mean, yeah. No, it's already. They, also, I would say, I would say, you want to buy a crypto Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah, I'll sell you one of those. I, I would say there there are more practical uses for AI than there are for NFT. So, yeah, no, so, I mean, so, so I, is, I think I think it's not the same. No, so the thing is, I'm not I'm not saying crypto NFTs and VR are completely worthless. What I'm saying is, the actual technology is real. The actual hardware and software and all the stuff is real. But the problem is you're in the zone controlled by basically the hype media. And that's the in reality thing where people just want you to throw money at things. And that's the dangerous Wait, part. Gordon, Gordon we're, we're, in the, we're in the media. We need to tell people that to get on this AI train then. Yeah, I mean, but that's, Ooh. well, hey, they got they got AI in the new Ryzen mobile parts. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's going to really You be, did a video with Ian about uh, AI. Yeah. And it's going to be a real thing. It's going to be life-changing in a lot of ways. But just whatever you think the hype is, I I would definitely like dial it back like, I don't know, eight notches because it's always – it gets out of control and it actually kind of, kind of ruins it because I still firmly believe uh, VR is the f- is going to be a future technology that people will use. But, you know, we're, we're right now – 
No, nobody does. I don't know. We, we have somebody in the chat right now that says, uh, Anders says, I'm watching the show in VR oh, right now. But I mean, you know, it, <laughs> know. it's just, it's just, it's unfortunate that the hype, the hype kind of ruins it. And, and it's, you know, the hype over anytime you're talking about the chat GPT, suddenly like, oh, people start throwing billions of dollars at it. You need to watch out. Yes. Because- well, uh, I, I did have this funny idea. Uh, like what you know, there's all this talk of uh, Chat GPT writing articles and and whatnot. I thought it'd be mm-hmm. funny to do a video of a product reviewer versus have Chat G- GPT make the script and then Gordon, you present the script, but you you at least at the very front be like, hey, this is written by Chat GPT, but this is like the the thirteen nine hundred KS review by Chat B- GPT read by Gordon Mong. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you have to do like a David was Attenborough voice for it too <laughs> there you go well how like would you do it though? guy should it be try to should it just presenting it in a like it's real but you would read it as though I, I wouldn't read it as you because then people will, will then even if you preface it people will think that it's your review well can you yeah, have the a, idea is that it's a joke review but you could have something along the bottom this 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 review created by you know AI, Chat, AI oh, review. oh yeah yeah and i yeah. i was actually I was kind of putting chat GPT just kind of screwing around with it, and it was totally wrong. Like, I was like, what's, I asked, what's better, 13900KS or Ryzen 9 7800X3D? 7900X3D. 7950X3D, right? And it was, and it basically, it actually looked, it really looked real. Like, oh, this looks really like it knows what it's talking about. And then it started talking about how the Core i9 13900KS is a 14 core CPU, which, (laughs) is not you know <laughs> and he's like well you know the the ryzen has a core count advantage it was like what and it was clearly wrong but it, it really looked like a but normal person very confident would, it sounds it's and yeah sounds that's very confident i mean that's the problem like, is like yeah i forgot who said it was it, somebody said yesterday in one of our meetings about how like uh it's like listening to uh like that bro archetype talk about something <laughs> you know what i mean where they're just so confident about whatever they're saying but they are actually saying something very kind of sh- basic and shallow and then when you start digging into it you're like wait a second like like a, a, a like a crypto bro too well right? I, you know i think the the <laughs> classic like, person might be harry ellis we all know harry ellis uh, the name sounds familiar i don't yeah sure he's a he's a he's a one of the top um, salesman at Nakatomi Corp. Never heard of him? Nakatomi Plaza? You know, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's just that whole, like, because, you know, salespeople are very much, half of it is, if they have confidence, it makes you have confidence in their product, what they're selling to you, right? Isn't yeah. that kind of like... Not me. I really hate salespeople. <laughs> like, oh, I love salespeople. Salespeople uh, are awesome. No, well, see, you, you like to... How do I put this? You, you like to... Mm, shall we say engage with people for sport for that yes. way yes no but i can you can <laughs> no can, no yes i can respect <laughs> i can respect everybody for you know it in their game like if they're at the top of their game like there are people like really good salespeople, right and there are some really and good there's a lot of really people. just like every single profession there's a lot of really bad ones but you can but really the- respect the good self. But the archetype we're talking about, I do not, th- I do not think personally overlaps with what I think of as a really great sales. Yeah, that's because you don't. Wait, so, so Chat GPT. Long story short, Chat, chat GPT is the salesperson of the internet of AI, the, the uh, crappy salesperson of the AI. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think it's just. 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, look, Elena, look, you missed this conversation earlier on because I was saying like universities are freaked out that students are going to use this to do their homework and stuff. But that just to me the, the to me that tells you because I can read anything produced by Chat GPT and like this is shit. Right. You would never like, I paid you to write this. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, did you cash that check yet? Cause I'm calling the bank. Cause it's just not really worth it. It just does not write anything that is very good. And I kind of think the problem with universities is they're freaking out over it, but it's real. really, it speaks to the problem of their professors who are assigning their students things to do. They don't actually read what they write. Um, I think, so I think I'm, I've got to fall somewhere between that your position and their position where it's like I see what they're getting at but I also think that they are maybe getting a little too uh like emotional about it I don't know what the best word for it it's just like it's a very outsized uh, reaction because I do think that fundamentally one of the parts speaking as a former English major, one of the whole points of going through the process of creating your own essays is to learn the art of presenting an argument. And so if you're using AI to even create the initial structure for you, if you like edit it, I mean, that's great. You're learning editing skills, but you're not fundamentally learning yourself how to put the building blocks together. And that's really the skill set you should be learning. So you are in a way cheating, right? Like you're not actually doing the work that you're being asked to do so that you acquire that skill. And so I do think that's a problem. And I'm totally, I'm also showing my age here, but I'm totally in favor of bringing back the blue books. Like I went through that. No one's going to die from that. What's a blue book, Uh, Elena? Oh gosh. Uh, uh, So back in the day, I don't know if they still do this, but when you had to take an exam, you bought an actual literal small blue, like it's like a, a really cheap version of a notebook and like maybe at most there's like 15 to 20 pages in it and you would buy this for your exams of course you have to buy it they don't even provide it for you <laughs> and so you would take things with you and you would they would give you a topic to write about in your in your exam and you would do that and then you would turn it in don't they do so that there's no still I, I thought everything's digital now because I mean that's probably the easiest way to do it. I mean, so. I, I guess that's the other problem. I mean, we're, we're like we're, we're we're down. We're like we're running through like I don't know. It's a slow news week. long, elegant <laughs> elephant grass at this point. We're, we're still re- recovering after that. CS. Is true. I mean, I mean, maybe that's the problem is because in our day you actually had to manually write it out or type it out, mm-hmm. print it, and then hand it in. But it's all electronic now because I mean I don't even know like. It's almost like you should just bring your computer to school, <laughs> have your computer interface with the school's computer, and they could just talk amongst themselves, and you get a grade. Like, oh, I got a better grade. Oh, obviously, I'll optimize my computer better because nobody's doing anything. They're not reading it. They're running it through AI, and then eventually, like, oh, I got to go get my job now. Uh, I will have my computer create my resume, and then I will feed it to the corporation. Well, because the HR department's reading the resumes. Right? Oh, no, no. The AI is reading the resumes. Like, it basically like what exactly do you do here you just walk around <laughs> life carrying your computer and then the computers talk to each other just like where is I the mean, human that's where how we're gonna get to ultimately kirk and the kobayashi maru well i never took the kobayashi maru uh if if say somebody had an m2 
Pro or Max uh, equipped MacBook Pro, do you think they would do better or worse on their tests? And that's when Adam reached over and grabbed the wheel. Grab that wheel. Get back to the road. Grab the reins and just yeah. steered that horse's yeah, head. Well, Somebody had to look, do it. And that, that is a really good point, Adam, because I do have to bring up that, um, you know, there was a huge launch yesterday, uh, live stream. Tim Cook up on stage, drone shots of the spaceship. All, oh, no, none of that. None of that, because Apple just like, ah, here's M2 Pro. Here's M2 whatever. What's Max. the other one? Max? And just, whatever. And just a press re- Like, did they even send the press release out, or did they just simply put on the... I, I don't I, even... I, I have no idea. It's a, it is really weird, and I, I would say it is kind of critical of, uh, of Apple. I do think... So, like, I will fool people in who have not been who've kept up on current events. Yesterday, Apple released the M2 Pro, the M2 Max, basically the sequel to the M1 Max, M2 M1 uh, Max, based on the M2, but you know, Pro, so more CPUs, more GPUs, and let me actually give you some of the uh, specs of it. Which uh, I luckily didn't have to try to like when you try to get the information from Apple. It's you know, like, are you going to give out any specs? But no. <laughs> They're not. So go to macworld.com, read a story written by our our coworker, Jason Cross. Uh, uh, Gordon, it's, it's, it's just a chart that says 90% better. 90%. That, well, in what? I'm just, they didn't even I'm have. I'm thinking of that clip of Gordon. In what? Well, you know, I, I, but let me. I just want to fill people in because honestly, it's like basically no one knows what the hell any of the specs are. Uh, basically, more cores. So I think it's the previous M. Oh yeah, well, sorry. I was getting some um, uh, UPS spam. You know, like uh... all right. So basically, it's it's, <laughs> it's a couple more cores. So it's basically M2 Pro is eight high performance cores and four high efficiency cores. So eight uh, eight plus four. So very much similar to how, how we talk about Intel parts, where it's you know um, you know eight plus eight or whatever. So eight high performance cores plus four high efficiency cores. And uh, the previous M2 Pro, I think, was uh, eight high-performance cores and two high-efficiency cores. There's other, you know, slight improvements as well, but it's mostly a core a core bump improvement. There's also more uh, GPU uh, graphics cores. The There's quoting from Jason Cross at Macworld. M2 Pro has 19 graphics cores versus 16 in the M1 Pro. M2 Max has 38 graphics cores versus 32 in M1 Max. That's basically it. Uh, it's got the same encoder engine um, and no AV1 support, which is kind of disappointing. And the the thing is, I have a column over at PC World. You can read this morning that you know, obviously, I you do have to point out that when they launched the M1, they got up on stage, they did the big dog and pony show, they made all kinds of claims, two X performance faster than PC CPUs. When they launched the M, what? In, yeah, I know. When they launched the <laughs> M1 what? Pro, I know they never say in the M. For the M1 Pro and the M1 Max, they were the same thing. Like, look at all the performance M1 Pro has over an eight-core PC laptop. And then, uh, looking at the Ultra, which they, one? Yeah, when they when they launched the M1 Ultra, they showed that it had higher performance than this is a desk, desktop part um, than the GeForce RTX 3090 at 200 watts. Um, In what? In what? Yeah, obviously they never say. Um, but the interesting thing is. So for the M1, the, the M2 Max, and the M1 Max, and for the M1 Ultra, they had all kinds of comparison charts and all that stuff. This time, Apple was like, whatever, M2, out. 
no comparisons. It was actually kind of it kind of tells you. So basically, my my feeling is Apple knows it's they they can't really claim all kinds of performance gains anymore because they are they gonna they're, uh, no they, I'm, I'm sure they could I'm sure they could get on stage and and fudge or not fudge but like have some number that's just like oh wow this is you know X percent better and they're just you won't say what I don't know. I mean, you can always find yeah. something. I, I, I know, but I, I just think the fact that they didn't even bother to do it this time knows, like, because, you know, Core i7 HX parts were, had a far more core, obviously not as efficient, power efficient, but that whole, like, more core performance thing, the, the, the HX Intel part, it was a, it was a beat down on the, on the M1 Pro and M1 Max, right? It didn't make any difference because you were just like, it just simply had more cores. And with Alder Lake, with 13 Gen, you know, basically, we saw about thirty-two thousand in Cinebench, thirty-three thousand in Cinebench, mm-hmm. and we know the M1 Max best score Mac World recorded was, I think, about twenty-one, twenty-two. No, wait, eleven. Sorry, that was the, that was that was the actual that was the HX part was about twenty-one, twenty-two. <laughs> so you're basically getting about thirty-two for the uh, 13th Gen HX top end Core i9. The Core i7 was about twenty one, twenty two thousand for i7 HX, and the M1 Max was about eleven thousand, maybe twelve ish, eleven to twelve for the M1 Max. So the M2, give it a couple more efficiency cores. It ain't gonna be. It's not gonna beat. It's definitely not gonna beat twelve. It's definitely not gonna beat thirteenth gen, and it's definitely probably not gonna beat. And I think Dragon Range will probably beat it down easily too, because you're talking sixteen core, you know, ostensibly. Not that real of a of a of a mobile part. You could say the same for Intel's HX parts, but a lot of stuff where the when the M1 came out, uh, they were very happy to show off Cinebench as like, look how fast we are, and all the Mac outlets were showing off Cinebench. Ah, they're not going to do it this time because it's just going. They're just going to lose, right? So they just like they just unceremoniously pushed it out, and that was it. It was it was kind of really disappointing. I think. Yeah. I mean, would you call it unceremonious? I feel like in some ways that's also a little bit of a flex where they're just that confident that it's going to do fine, if not really well, that they're like, because they've already, I feel like, sold the concept. Now they can just keep releasing iterations of it to the market that will buy it. Yeah. And it'll get bought. So no. I was going to say, like, like Mac people are, I mean, they're just going to buy it. They're like, oh, wow, it's got the new they're, one. They're not trying to sell it anymore to people who, you know, you know maybe fall outside that audience because people are aware that it exists. I, I will say something very interesting, though. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to Apple.com right now. And that the top of their homepage is introducing the all new HomePod. It's not. It's not till this you scroll down that you see the new M2 Max stuff. So yeah. like the HomePod is taking more of a priority than their M2 Pro and M2 Max on their homepage. Yeah, because it's just an, it's a small incremental update, you know. And it's actually kind of, I it's obviously pretty disappointing because like oh yay two more efficiency cores, you know. It, it feels like they could have done more for it. So and it you know it's it's clearly. You know, just it's got the old encode engine, doesn't have AV1. It's got a lot of really kind of negative. So I, I think so, Elena. The thing is, I think the problem is, um, when the Mac, when these get out into people's hands and they run the normal, so if they run, if they're fair, they will run the same benchmarks they ran before, right? Because like if they if you know, if Cinebench, if the Cinebench, and again, I, I'm critical of Cinebench as well if it's mis, misapplied, but. If the Cinebench is now suddenly showing you kind of getting your ass whooped 
and you suddenly don't kind of like you don't emphasize that. Does that say something about those outlets that are using those doing those reviews? But I mean, they could have come out with like ProRes stuff, you know, because I mean, they well, still womp in, in ProRes. I mean, see, that's the, like, that's the thing is, I I think I would rather have seen Apple come out and like, hey, look at because the thing the real the real magic of the Apple platform is that they have they have their own silicon. They have their own operating system. They even have their own video editor. They control so many things. They have their own codec that they have. They really have. There are some things that will they will just simply whoop all over the very best that NVIDIA, AMD, and Intel can offer. Right? They will mm-hmm. just they will just whoop ass. Yeah. And some things. And at the same time, <laughs> there's some things that NVIDIA, Intel, and AMD will whoop 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 M2 all over the map over. Right? So like it's just, gaming. Like gaming, like gaming, like obviously it's thread-heavy content, AV1 encode, because they ain't got no AV1 encode. So there's just so many things that definitely each platform has a strength. And I just, that's why the the opinion column I wrote on PC World Today was like, uh, you know, we don't really have to fight over this anymore. Just pick what's good for you and go with it. Uh, people are saying in the in, in the chat that, that you've, you've somehow gotten paid off by Macworld. Yeah, or, yeah or that Apple's it. paid you off, Gordon. Now, now, you're, <laughs> now you're saying, oh, you know what? It's cool. Yeah, I don't need to hate on this. No, I. But the thing is, I, I just because I really want people to just view view these things for what they are. They are they are hardware that are like it's just a tool. It gets you what you what you you need, and that you should just step back from everything and not buy into what they want you to buy into, right? Because that, that's exactly how you sell people a pair of sneakers for two hundred fifty dollars. You know, I mean, that's exactly how they sell it to you. They, it takes millions and millions and millions of dollars of, of marketing and branding and commercials and celebrity endorsements. And you go out and you pay $250 for a pair of stupid sneakers, right? That's just, that's don't the world tell, that we live in. Is, so uh, for people who don't know, um, Mike Simon, the uh, head of the person who runs Macworld is a huge sneaker fan. I forgot the term for people who are huge sneaker fans. So I'm actually sitting here wondering if this is somehow some kind of coded is gig. He really? <laughs> yes. Hey, you know, but no, I, I think if you're into it's whatever you think it's like more power to you, more power to you because you, I collect all kinds of stupid, stupid things. Wait, wait, wait hold on. The, uh, there is a video on their, their website, like an, a, a 20 minute announcement video. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see it on yesterday. Yeah, it's a tw- like I, I had to click through to to Damn one, it. one of the product things. It was like watch the announcement, and it popped up uh, eighteen minutes forty six seconds. Uh, Why th- didn't anybody even talk about that? I don't know. Thank you, thank you to um, is co- this coffee? So like- coffee in the chat said there was a a video. Yeah, so oh well, my apologies. Did they talk about like how much faster it was? Uh, I, I am seeing some slides. We're we're not going to watch it live. Why here, is but- this? And none of this in there. Why did nobody even talk about this in there? Wow! Did like the entire Mac press just simply skip it? Uh, I, I let's let's see. Here's here's a, the Apple just, Park. Today we wait, have wait, some exciting announcements. We're going to watch it in real time. <laughs> As you just saw, our users have never been more excited about the Mac. Blah blah blah. All right. In console quality. Oh, console quality fact, graphics. Gaming Look at that. performance is up Which to console? Whopping fifteen they, times. They're showing a PS5 Intel-based Mac Mini. It's phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal. So oh wait, here we go. Mini with M2 and M2 Pro, with much. Oh, oh here we go. Uh, M2 model up to five times faster than best-selling Windows desktop. Why is M2 that not Pro in any of the press to, releases? M2 wait. Pro model up to fourteen times faster than the fastest Intel-based Mac Mini. 
I love how they said best selling Windows laptop because typically when you look on Amazon, the best selling Windows laptop is like a three hundred and fifty dollar. Wait, wait, here, here we go. I, I think, wait, wait, wait. I, I, what think was I, that I think I think I found the quote. Here we go. Right. Let's, let's play it. We're, this is horrible Act. radio. It's up to five times faster than the best selling Windows desktop. With all this desktop. performance, there's no better value than Mac Mini. Oh. Wait, what the hell does yeah. that even mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's... In what? <laughs> See, the thing is, the thing that's... Well, I mean... Wait, here we go. Here's wait another, a minute, here's another Mac one. Mini? Yeah, well, I'm looking at the Mac Mini one. Uh, they they have both the laptop and the Mac Mini in here. It's up to 14 times faster than the fastest Intel-based Mac Mini. I mean, why would you still want to buy the Intel one? Um, So I just looked on Amazon, uh-huh. and just for context, I have no idea where they got that uh reference what the references is specifically referring to yeah uh but on amazon the best seller for a desktop computer is a hp elite desk 800 g1 small form factor uh computer with a i5 4590 Mm -hmm. yeah then yeah of course uh also (laughs) so i'm i'm looking at the the actual uh mac pro portion of the video obviously i'm just like scrubbing through real quick so it's kind of hard to tell but everything that they're comparing it to is MacBook comparing pro. it to yeah. i'm sorry yeah the macbook pro they compared it their own the intel based macbook pros so they're like hey it's up to six times faster than intel based mac pros up to 2.5 times faster than intel based mac pros and yada 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 yeah so so no no digs at actual windows yeah on that side of things it, only it, in the mac mini there's just there's just no that i'm seeing that i'm seeing yeah i i well i scrub through all of their press releases and they'll they actually do make one mention and that is they could not run was it uh it was otoy so there's they could not run a 46 uh gigabyte render on like a windows a windows machine both of them with core i9s one with an rtx 6000 the other one with a core i9 3090 ti laptop gpu mm-hmm. and they said both of those failed to run it where we could run on the m2 pro which actually is very valid you know but at the same time you know and that's actually kind of the thing they should probably they i think apple should have used before they would always kind of make up they would always have these numbers and they would never say what it is but that's very real like like interesting adam yeah. Like you can't, you can edit, uh, you can edit 12 KB raw on a MacBook, but I have not been able to open it even on some desktops because yeah, it's a codec thing though. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. I mean, but that's to me, that's the whole strength of the Apple platform is you, again, you control the hardware, you control the software, but like, you know, clearly you're not, they, they don't want to pick a fight with Intel. I really don't think they want to pick a fight with Intel, AMD and, and NVIDIA anymore. But in a lot of that, it's because, and to be honest, who cares in a lot of ways? Because you're you're either, and we've said this for a while, you either you're going to buy a PC, you go down the road to PC, which is all the goodness of the PC brings, you know, open architectures, you you have control to what you get with a Mac, which is you have a essentially almost closed platform now and closed hardware, one vendor. It doesn't. It's really like it's like it's almost like console versus PC in in some ways. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's closer to that? 
Rather than where the, I would see, yeah. And where it was where it used to be like you could take your Mac and it was actually kind of somewhat open. You know, you could do whatever you want, but it, every generation it increasingly gets a little closed because yeah. you are Mac Island and you know, you've got, you've got a single vendor choice. You're the only way to get off is to leave completely. So yeah. there's no longer kind of like boot straight into windows kind of stuff. <laughs> um, well, Dr. Ian Cutris, Tech Tech Potatoes in the chat says, uh, game, gaming is up to 14 times better than Intel in, in gaming. I think it was a IGP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty. Obviously, that's that's pretty dishonest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of people that that game on Intel IGP. I mean, it's it's huge on the Steam charts. Well, but it's also like it's almost you know it's it's just very dishonest because it's like it's 14 times faster in the two percent of games that are made for in the Mac platform that you can run. Right. It's not like yeah yeah. Well, I, I just like. You don't, you shouldn't even push gaming as something you do on a Mac, you know, uh, audio editing, video editing, Mac OS, there's a lot of real strengths to it. You buy it for that. You buy PC for gaming, you buy PC for all the goodness of the PC open ecosystem. And that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, true, but also do, is this the point where I'm supposed to invoke Brad and t- mention GeForce now? <laughs> no. Well, I mean... Or is that a 2021 thing? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I guess, but you know, GeForce now really, I mean, again, we did that demo at At CES. CES, It really is impressive. If you're doing that paid tier, it is like, it honestly. And have a good connection. For $20 a month, whatever they're charging. If you have a really good internet connection, it's it's really, yeah, it's going to be better than what most entry-level machines are going to achieve, right? Especially IGP. Have yeah. you actually tried it on your connection since you like to talk about it? Yeah, I, I was I mean, just, he, He's got 10-gig fiber. I don't know if you know I that. was playing control on it um, <laughs> this week. I don't think we're not allowed to talk about the tomorrow, experience, yeah. but let me tell you, it's it's really good, and it, it has been really okay. good. You know, and the funny thing is, today is the... Stadia Day, the end of Stadia. It's like oh, Stadia's, is that today? Yeah, today's oh. Stadia where they they renew Stadia. It's going to go up. It's going to be Logan's yeah. Run Stadia. Nobody yeah. oh, knows okay. my reference. Lo- no, Logan's. I Run's do know. Movie. I know the reference. Thirty yeah. years did not make it. Thirty years. Um. All right, no. we're we're way off topic. Anything else for, for Apple? <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I again. I today's just, a loosey goosey day. It's Brad's a loosey goosey day. Brad's not here. Look, we are, <laughs> they're not. They don't want to pick a fight. I think they really just don't want to pick. I, some of it's they don't have the hardware, the right? Because I mean, the problem with CES is nobody had each other's hardware. Nvidia didn't have AMD's hardware. AMD didn't have Nvidia's hardware. Intel didn't have AMD's hardware. So they really couldn't make direct comparisons because nothing was out. It still isn't out. A lot of stuff announced at CES. But that's never they've ne- that's never stopped Apple in the past. They have no problems comparing it to obsolete hardware in the past. And in fact, they are doing that right now because yeah. they're comparing their newest hardware against long obsolete hardware. Because when you're talking Intel MacBook Pro with, don't they still sell Intel based? You're talking ninth gen, so you're talking basically, you know, <laughs> Coffee Lake laptops. And it's like we have moved so far beyond Coffee Lake laptops now for PCs, but. They're, I mean, I don't even know what, what they're going to do because eventually they really can't compare to a laptop that they introduced three years ago. So like, they're going to have to do more direct comparisons to the PC or, or frankly, why even bother? Just simply say, look, look how great this platform is for, for video editing, for doing things mobile or for battery life. Just oh. 
Why? Do, uh, why even care? I mean, in fairness, though, I feel like if they were to not compare, then everyone would call them out and say, like, oh, are you just not that confident that, you know, and you can't actually say anything about how this stacks up against, you know, your biggest competitor, you know, well, you see. And honestly, I, I think the, the more funny thing is that that I'm, I'm looking at uh, I went to compare Mac models on their, their website, apple.com forward slash Mac forward slash compare. And you can kind of look at they, they say shorthand, like what what's in here. Uh, there are they do actually still sell Intel based. So there's the Mac Pro, of course. Uh, and then the the current laptops, current desktops. And then it says more laptops and more desktops. And there's, what is this? Half of the laptops they still have are Intel-based. Intel 2020, Intel 2017 for the MacBook Airs. In MacBook Pro 13, there's an Intel 2020. Um, there's iMac still have Intel. So, uh, I mean, it's it's more like Apple just loving to shoot themselves in the foot and be like, remember that thing that you could buy on our website? That thing sucks. You don't want to buy that one. You want to buy the new one. I wonder if that is basically because they, you know, you have to sell like there's people that are still on x86. Maybe the applications never made the move or it simply runs better on Intel because that's just the way the application was. I kind of wonder if it's it's them maintaining or they could just have inventory. There's no way they're getting new chips from Intel, right? No, I'm sure it's just they're, they're sitting on the stock, but you could argue why even sell it. I would think maybe they have customers like, look, maybe they have a, a company that they've deployed x86 Max and they're not going to, they haven't made the move yet to uh, to M-class CPUs, so maybe you still got to sell the older hardware. I mean, there's something that they may run that may need the Radeons that those things had too, right? So, oh, no. Brad is here. Dang it, we need to get back on the rails. Uh, Brad, Brad's in the chat. <laughs> he's, yep. he's watching us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Apple, it was an announcement. I don't know. It, it, felt, yeah. it felt pretty like, eh. Even really, the, it was it, really like, not, eh, it was not know, a big deal. Like, eh, right. Whatever. It was like, eh. Eh, eh, I don't care. And, uh. Spent a lot of time saying, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I, I, to me, the message is like, hey, that's, again, I just think, Step away from the hype because they want you to. Everybody wants you to buy into the marketing and 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 use the hardware to represent yourself and fly those flags. But it's just them wanting our money. So I think if you can step back and decide what you want, if that's best for you. Then and have peace with it. I, I to me, that's the message people should take. So yeah, and the, you know, but again, I do think outlets that are going to get these new hardware, they need to do those same comparisons. Like, hey, maybe you should compare it to. Yeah, they're not going to. Well, it's behind the sky thinking, Gordon. Sorry. Um, Conveniently, no longer will care about Cinebench, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, you know what people should do and it's important is update the drivers in their GPUs, right? Don't you just, isn't the best way to just go to google.com and type in uh, AMD Radeon driver, right, Elena? Is that that what they should do? I mean, yes, but also you should be cognizant of what you are clicking on. So... There was a post in a very popular, everyone knows it, popular PC subreddit the other day where somebody pointed out that if you were not paying close attention to what you were clicking on, you could end up actually clicking on a malicious link. And uh, of course, we all know how that goes. If you actually click and then download and install whatever that type of uh, website will uh, try to push on you. So it was just a really good reminder. And I wrote about this for the website. It's just a good reminder to everybody, including us, because, you know, sometimes we get 
busy sometimes we're distracted some of us don't use ad blockers for you know philosophical reasons and you know mad respect to the people who leave ads on as a way to support their favorite sites um but if you do that means that you do have to be a little more careful about the kinds of links that you're clicking on because google and even microsoft bing uh will put like this like really tiny uh little notation next to it in text that says ad or you know if you're lucky it says sponsored and so if you're not really looking at that you're not really looking at the url itself you could end up clicking on a bad link this obviously is more of a heads up for people who are newer to pc building or not really like thinking about security but i feel like even for seasoned pc folks it's always a great reminder to be like oh yeah i should really pay attention to the little details like that even if i'm just like in the middle of setting up for a review and trying to slam through all the things you know what i mean well and honestly for for me i i, I feel like that's always been an easy thing to be like oh yeah just update your driver just go google you know amd mm-hmm. or, or nvidia or whatever driver mm-hmm. uh i actually had no idea until you had wrote about this that the, that was could could potentially be a problem i would always think like maybe maybe they just run the wrong driver like a you know get the wrong outdated driver but i mean so what does it do is it bricking cards is like so the 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 post that i looked at didn't talk about specifically what that was doing it was just more of a general heads up like hey watch out for malware Mm. and honestly it just points to the bigger problem we've always had with these text-based ads like this is not a new phenomenon for google People have been using this trick for ages, right, where text ads get displayed and, you know, shifty people are like, hey, people, a lot of people don't actually screen what they're clicking on. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to slip in a legit looking link and get people to click on that and download stuff from us. And then we're going to, you know, install whatever nasty crap on your computer and then we get the call from our loved ones be like something's wrong with my pc yeah or or worse we're like wait a second what did i oh no what did i just do so yeah well i guess it's just a good reminder that you know decades later after this became a thing it's still a problem maybe not decades like decade and a half whatever google really started rising to prominence (laughs) you know the thing is it's not even it's not only just drivers too, because I like a lot of times you'll look for your favorite utility, and it's, it always mm-hmm. feeds you to, mm-hmm. you know, the the ad that's like oh, yeah. malware. And yeah, even so- when you go, you ever know? Do you have any kind of favorite site that you download anything from? Because sometimes I don't want to I don't want to call out anybody specifically, but there is a a very popular storage benchmark, and when I go there to try to download the latest version, it really is like. Uh, yeah, you have to like some of those downloads for legit this. things. You're like, ooh, hit the right thing, hit the right thing. Mm-hmm. What am I getting? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I <clears throat> I sometimes wonder if so. Like, we're all from the era. I would say comfortably, most of the people who tune into the show, and obviously us on the show, uh, are uh, from a generation, an era where you were kind of trained to look for that, right? Like, you you got really yeah. used to scrolling through a bunch of text to be like. Which one of these download buttons is the real one? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, like this is this is a game, it's like a mini game, right? I, I feel like we, uh, we cut our teeth on like Napster, like ooh, which, which one of these Napster downloads is? Yeah, the like one? we we kind of went through that, and I feel like I don't know if today's 
uh, kids, like literal kids, and even like you know, slightly uh, younger adults are um, are as aware of this because they they have so much more. There are so many more protections in place now. So I feel like these kinds of heads up are not a bad thing to periodically resurface, you know, just reminding people to check the link of what you're clicking on, actually look at that URL, you know, instead of clicking the first one, maybe scrolling down the page just a little bit to like correlate that, okay, I saw this at the top, do I see it again? If it's an ad, you know, that make that usually means that it's legitimate because it's coming up an actual, you know, SERP results, not an ad. Uh, just... I, I know I might get skewered for this, but it, isn't that uh, one reason to just be like, oh, download GeForce Experience? Because you know they're always going to give you a real ad. Or download um, real uh, yeah, a- 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 AMD's. Uh... But the point is that even getting to that oh, step, yeah, you have to get, yeah. to get the legitimate true, true. software yeah. for it, right? <laughs> yeah. This is this is the problem. So you put in AMD driver and you end up going off mm-hmm. to somewhere in the dark parts of the internet and not dark but like slightly shadowed you know and uh then you end up with a problem on your hands or you know do you think an ad blocker, do you think an ad blocker can help you elena yes i do think so uh like they, they should a lot of ad blockers should be able to block these text ads but um you know there's some chatter i see in you know among people in the chat right now about how you really should be using an ad blocker and i I generally advise people that, especially if you're somebody who doesn't have time or inclination or you just know yourself and you know you might click on stuff by accident, it's not a bad idea to put an ad blocker in. And then if you want to support websites, you know, like toss them, toss them a buck or subscribe to them for a little bit, you know. Old days, we used to pay for newspapers, (laughs) right? That's how we kept, that's how they kept the lights on. So there's still ways to support your favorite sites that doesn't involve necessarily exposing yourself to what I call internet herpes. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but it is a problem. <laughs> you, because the you know obviously there's people who survive on the advertising. So then, but a lot of the advertising has become so bad that you have to run an ad blocker just to be able to like get the content like that's safe. So then, of course, the people who have the content for essentially free have to increase the actual number of ads because more people are running ad blockers and it's like this never-ending game you know? yeah but that's what i mean if you support yeah. in other ways right so and somebody did point out in chat i think was it aquatic borealis uh mentioned that you do have to trust the ad blocker that's true there was a bit of a controversy about Adblock Plus, was it like five years ago, six years ago at this point? Because they were slipping in whitelisted ads, like basically people who had paid them, I think, oh to really? show the ads. Yeah. So that's actually why I switched from Adblock Plus to Ublock Origin. Wow. So far, so good. Wow. Huh. Man, the internet, scary place. <laughs> I don't know about scary, but it was just like, Watch yo, that's like kind of shady, right? If you say yeah. that this is what your product does, and then you're just like, oh, by the way. Uh, yeah, but isn't that like a, maybe that's a better middle ground in some ways, because you would assume that the ad blocker company is like, we're going to make sure, hope. you would hope, and that's the problem. Is, but if, if they're not transparent, then how do you know? Like, I, I think honestly, getting served an ad is not going to end your life. But my my problem is getting an ad that's been hijacked. So you're getting malware through an ad. Yeah. So like, but I guess the thing is, if you're getting an ad from the ad blocker company, 
you would hope that they're doing their due diligence. You would hope, and, you know, but and yeah, and the first time they break that, then it it screws it up for everybody. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. A uh, friend of the show, VC Chester, just, just gave us a ten dollars super chat. Said, "Elena, I do not support ad blockers. My grandma dreamt of having her own candle shop her whole life, but since she couldn't advertise, she lost everything. Shame on you." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Actually, I, I feel like a weird one because I've never used an ad blocker. I don't really? know why. I've just never run ad blockers. I've, I mean, I've, I've never felt the need to. I guess I'd. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's because you I, run hardware fast enough, Adam. Yeah. Well, when we're talking about the fastest hardware, Gordon. <laughs> well, I want to point oh, out okay. one last place. Uh, I do actually transition? think. Not transition. No, no like uh, this Gordon is it. download. So Guru 3D, Guru3D.com. They have a great download section. You you know, if you're, there's sites, there's a couple others. But right now I'm looking at Guru of 3D and you go there, you click the downloads. There's no five download links to try to trick you, you know, to the the real door. It's just simply here's the download link. So I I think that's yeah. this should be called out. So like, if you're using the download, you know, and you know clearly whitelist, you know, Guru 3D because they're they're doing the service of offering you downloads directly for the utilities you want or software you want, and you know, you got to give them a, you got to do that favor for them. <laughs> well, uh. Uh, I, one, I I really liked how you called the guru of 3D, like it's uh, like um, <laughs> well, some no- European nobility. Uh, two, I do think though that sometimes even with guru D- 3D, you have to be a little careful about what you're looking at. I I wonder again, like we're just so trained to just be able to automatically pick out what the real one is that it doesn't seem as distracting as the. Uh, how did you say the storage benchmark that's very popular and well known? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, that one's pretty bad, but that is one thing to do. Yeah. Um, I, well, anything else on this? I don't have a transition. No, nope. just no. basically, just you know, stay vigilant. It can happen to the best of us, you know, even when we're, you know, when we're stressed or distracted. So, you know. All right. Well, Keep an so, eye out. sometimes when I'm stressed and distracted, I like to watch reviews benchmarks? or re- read, uh, yeah, benchmarks, benchmarks of for... the fastest PC oh. hardware out there. Gordon, why you have a 13900KS right next to you, and how come you haven't reviewed oh. it? Uh, well, because I I just got back. Uh, I'm just now recovering from CES. We're getting ready to crank up on some 13900KS, and you know I will say. Um, Intel also didn't uh, make a big hoopla about the 13900KS launch, but honestly, they've been they've been kind of soft launching it for months now. So I guess that's that's fair too. They're 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 they, you basically got the announcement press release. That was it. But you know, uh, as we know, it is the world's first six gigahertz x86 processor. Yay! Uh, and in what? No, for oh, no, six gigahertz. <laughs> no, because it's, it's actually hitting six gigahertz. I think the only review in, that I've seen in gigahertz. That's yeah. in what? <laughs> I know. In which program, Gordon? I mean, it just goes. I'm sure. I don't think I've. I haven't looked, but I haven't seen. I haven't had any 13900KS reviews pushed my way, except for Hardware Unbox. So, if you go to Hardware Unbox uh, YouTube channel, uh, Steve has a video. Hub Hub Steve, as we like to call him, has a, a video. Talking about Zen uh, Zen Four Three D, and then also rolls in thirteen hundred KS review. He did his review probably before the uh, parts actually went out to most people. I think he got his part ahead of people. 
Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, TechSpot, Jer- uh, oh, Stephen Walton has a, has a review of it, and also yeah. uh, Puget Systems has a, a, a content creation review. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, Steve Tech Walton is... is related yeah. to Hardware uh, Inbox. It's their website. Oh, oh, oh Doug. That's Steve. Yeah. Steve Walton. Christ. Yeah. Oh, I always get... So, I don't know why I always get I was, so confused. I was actually just going to say, before you interjected, like for those of <sighs> us, like he's a dinosaur and likes to read more than listen to uh, videos, although I do that too, um, there's a written version of the review up yeah so they do both mm-hmm. well hey you know what I'm, I'm looking at the msrp on uh puget systems the 13900 ks is actually uh you know based off msrp is 50 dollars cheaper than the 12900 ks what a deal <laughs> is it really now I, I don't know that's what uh, puget systems has it says the uh the 12900 ks the msrp was 739 uh and they're listing on here the 13900 ks is 689 is that the new price though, with the uh, uh, the increases, or was that the original MSRP? I have I'm no idea. Up. I'm gonna go look that up. I don't, in case I don't know, did we cover this on the show? It's where uh, Intel did uh, like the yeah, little we like did a little bit. Yeah, it was like what ten percent across the board. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I I I don't know who wrote this. Oh, Matt Bach. I don't know who that is. So. I'm looking yeah. it up right what? now. Come on, this is the, so yeah. So, but basically, that was the launch price. Yeah, that was the launch price. I would say both of the reviews. I just look at the summary for Puget uh, Systems. You know, it, it's probably, I, you know, largely somewhat. Although I, Steve, I you know, is a little more focused on sort of value. So, not a really a big fan of the value for chaos because clearly value is not something you're going to get out of the chaos parts. Um, and it is again, as as we said. Six gigahertz, thirteen hundred K. You know, Intel's been basically planning to build a six a six gigahertz part for quite a while. They've talked about it for a few months. It's finally here, and you know, you're not looking. Look, the previous thirteen hundred K is five point eight boost, three gigahertz base. This is three point two base, six gigahertz boost. So you're looking at what five or six percent improvement in 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 clocks over the 1300k for probably 15 to 18% more money. So for a lot of people, it, it obviously makes zero sense to buy 1300ks, but you have to, you do have to understand what this part is for. And that is to break records, to be there first. And that the value of that, yeah, I know everybody's going to say this is ridiculous. You should never buy it. But the value, the reason why you even make a CPU that, you know, is the first to hit six gigahertz is because now you can say we were the first to six gigahertz. And to consumers on a practical level, who cares? I don't care. You shouldn't care. At the same time, for a company, it matters a lot. And uh, that's because when people say, oh, you were the first to break six gigahertz, that means a lot. If you were the first to break five gigahertz, if you were the first to break four, I remember when AMD beat Intel to one gigahertz, and Intel was just shy of it by like what, what sixty-six megahertz or something at the time. So close. And AMD beat them, and it was so valuable for AMD because of like, oh my god, you beat them! Like this is a momentous number to get to these big round numbers. They got there first. And it was embarrassing, hugely embarrassing for Intel to have this upstart to beat them to one gigahertz. And honestly, did it make any sense to buy a one gigahertz Athlon? No, it didn't. But the fact is, these companies, it's worth its worth the money that they are investing in this. And it's not a lot because they're not like this is going to be the part that everybody buys. They're not making a ton of them. Obviously, the, these are bin parts. 
but it's all worth it to them to be able to be there first, to be able to be. And again, um, even like looking at, at Hub's review, um, an almost every single chart, even though he doesn't think this is a fantastic buy for most people, the CPU that is at the top is the 13900KS. So you see 13900KS. For, for now. For now, whatever. But I mean, but to be at the top of that chart is a lot of value because somebody looking at a store in their phone at that video, the thing that's on top is the thing they're going to buy. And that's actually worth it. And that's the reason why a lot of these companies make it. There's a reason why Halo parts exist and because they sell, you know, it's the old, you walk in to look at a Corvette and you drive out with a Chevette, right? Because <laughs> people don't come in to look at your Chevette. They're like, oh, the new Corvette. That's pretty nice. I can't afford it. I'm going to buy this other one. And that, <laughs> that value is really there. And to be the first across the finish line, to be at the top of all the benchmark charts, really the value is, is you really, it's hard to, it's the value is not for the consumer, but the value for the company to be first is really, really there. And that's that's why they have these things. So I I actually might say something that's gonna shock you, Gordon. It will. Did you activate Windows? <laughs> You're not, I'm the one who activates Windows here. What? What? Yeah, Lane, you gotta up your game. Cause Oz is like, oh no, I do not activate Windows. It's like, oh, Sorry, we, he's got we, we did a, vi- a video with Oz Talks Hardware. I don't know if you watched it. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I have not. It's on my right, to watch well, list. You, you get brought up in the video. So, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this. I'm apparently very behind. You're, you're slipping, Lane. You're slipping. <laughs> like, that's like, I, I do this so that <laughs> I don't get, how do I put this? I don't get, um, eviscerated by you specifically <laughs> on this show for not actually including the cost of Windows license in my cheap builds. <laughs> so I did it and I still came in under what you expected. Oh, peer pressure, peer pressure. Yeah. Not peer pressure. I hit all the marks no, and I still good. win. She's good. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say. Nick, oh, well, good. Sorry. Is that I actually don't. So I feel like you, you set this up in a way, your argument in a way to say, like, I know, I know, I know there's no value to this. But I actually think there is value to this part in a, maybe not the traditional sense of how we use value. I am very excited by like excited to see that this part exists. I think that I think to to kind of put a slightly different angle to the what you said, pretty much same thing with just a little different viewpoint, which is we need aspirational things to make life nice, right? Like to say, to keep with your car analogy, if if there was only ever the Model T in black, life starts to feel a little <laughs> sad. Like you don't have different colors, you don't have different <laughs> options, you know. And for somebody who wants just the raw performance, who wants to feel like they're part of the, you know, forefront of technology, these Halo parts are for them. Yeah, like maybe you're not going to, you know, we talk about getting value of your money and I mean, obviously, if you watch the show, you know that I'm very big on value for your money. But I mean, honestly, if you have the money to say like, hey, I want a six gigahertz part because I want a six gigahertz part. (laughs) I don't have to run this on what like liquid nitrogen to say that, you know, we got to this level. I can just put a normal liquid closed loop liquid cooler on this thing and it runs at six gigahertz i have the extra money heck i'm going for it my pc is 
baller or whatever the kids say these days. Right. Um, and it's just like, ah, uh, it's cool to see that, right? Like even for someone like me who's never going to need that and therefore I'm not going to pay for that. I think it's neat that my friend does, for example, like the person who just loves to buy things because they're shiny and new. And I get to go like, ooh, what are you doing with it? That's neat. You know, watch them play their games, talk about it enthusiastically, get to, you know, be part of their joy around this. And there's thing about that human experience that's pretty cool, too. I'm not saying everyone should buy this part. I just want to make this very clear. Like when someone clips me, like clips out this and says, <laughs> look at her. She's advocating that everyone spends their money on $700 parts. Like, no, I'm not. Intel's going to use this in some sort of marketing. I just, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, For for all the uh, good-natured back and forth you and I have about how I only think about cheap parts, I do think that there is something very fun and very exciting to see companies push the envelope. And it's necessary for things to move forward and... Honestly, for the rest of us on the bottom, like towards the bottom of the hill, like, that stuff trickles down. Like, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Like when rich people put out stuff on the street. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah. No, there's something to be said for that. It's you have to the rich people uh, have to pave the way with their money. So they get they get to take advantage of it. So it does. It does eventually trickle down to everybody. Well, uh, so you, you brought up the past stuff um, and the one one gigahertz thing. How how important do you think it is that we just crossed six gigahertz? I mean, one gigahertz is like is a big round number. Like that's you know, we love round you know, numbers. Yeah. As humans, like yeah. like like what what do you think? Do you do you think six specifically has uh, you know a, a, even even close to the same imp- impact? Yeah, I I think it's it's very important. It's not the, it is probably not as important. Again, it was it was it humbled Intel to have AMD beat them to one gigahertz. Um, I I do think six gigahertz is is a is a better number. It's round. Don't you know? Like we've had AMD themselves on on the podcast. Say, you know, people like round numbers, and it, <laughs> yeah. that value is, is there. Numbers. Like honestly, if AMD came out with the CPU and they're hitting six point two, it won't have the same impact as six gigahertz. So six dot is like a big deal. So yeah, as a practical matter for people who can sit down and go like, you know, you're only looking at five percent increase in clocks. Not a matter, but for the the marketing, the marketing impact as it is it as it ripples down to the regular consumer, say six, six gigahertz. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be way more important. I would say it's totally made up, but it's twice as much as a six point two. Right? I mean, it just <laughs> you just know because people are like, oh, it's six five point nine doesn't like even we even do that with prices. They do the stupid thing where it's like it's a six ninety nine. Uh, no, That's it's why I, right? when I so. write articles or like reviews, even though it's technically correct to say that, oh, this product MSRP is ninety nine I write it as $100 because I want it to be as clear as possible. You're actually spending $100, not 90 because <laughs> your brain's going to go, oh, it's like 90 bucks. Yeah. And I, and again, I, we've only seen two published reviews so far, Puja Bench, Puja Systems. Go read theirs. Also, Hub um, Hardware Unbox, other one that's out there. But I will say, I'm, I'm just looking at the numbers for Puja Systems. Theirs are markedly different than the results that Steve at uh, Hardware Unbox got in just Cinebench because of the configurations of the system, configurations of the motherboards. I'm looking at their default Cinebench score for a 13900KS here. Looks like uh, Puja Systems got 32661. And 
I know Steve was breaking forty thousand with his. So let me let me find his. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Puget definitely. Um, Puget Puget. I always mess it up. Uh, they they even always say usually in the roundups is like, hey, we're we're testing this against production stuff, and we we want to keep things modest to a certain degree. Yeah. Know, so yeah. So like the actual official score that uh, Steve. See Walden at uh, Hardware and Box Scott is forty thousand seven hundred and eighty nine. I know because Cinebench is the most important thing in the world. Yes, I know. But you know that's almost. And he also ran it with um, DDR uh, five at seventy two hundred, and that was about forty one thousand and one. So honestly, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lot, but to build a brick forty thousand with a CPU, yes, special edition. Yes, you're paying a price premium. But you're you are the very best there is. There's a lot of value there. And the thing is, I don't even know necessarily how Puget and how Steve configured it. I think they actually had PL one, PL two set lower than what Intel's recommending. Because uh, I think um I think Steve ran at PL one, PL two of two fifty three, which is essentially the published default for the chip, sort of. Um and it looks like what did Puget systems run. I think they were running in even lower PL1, PL2. Um, but Intel is basically saying, yeah, it's recommended that you set PL1, PL2 to 320. So um, it may actually be 7% faster. And when you're look, when you're talking about Cinebench, all-core load, even honestly, to be able to get 5 to 7% better in Cinebench all-core is pretty impressive. It's also going to not be exactly great on your um, electricity bill, but it's <laughs> it's going to be a pretty. I mean, these are really really good chips, right? Handpicked, top of the top, <clears throat> cream of the crop. Yeah, I think they're also Jinx. sending default. So they're <laughs> sending default. It looks like they're sending also the same uh, default for Puget systems for PL one, PL two. So it, it actually may be a, a decent. Uh, improvement if you if you're going to let it go unrestrained because remember by default some boards will just simply go un you know mm -hmm. unlimited pl1 pl2 so you actually may get a decent amount more performance out of it um is that worth it yeah for a person who's very much into am i really going to get am i if you're a value hunter no obviously not but if you're if you want to if you want to brag if you want to have the best then yes i guess right uh, we'll see. I mean, again, we haven't fired it up yet. We'll do some testing on it as well. Yeah. Well, and then uh, obviously yep. uh, AMD had announced the X3D parts, so I, I think people will be interested to to see how all that all that shakes out, right? Yep. Because we do, we still don't know the price premium on those X3D parts, especially the 7950 X3D. That's going to be. I think that's going to make or break the reception it gets. Um, obviously, reception was more mixed than I expected. I actually think it's going to be a pretty it's it was designed to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the chaos so i i think it's i think it's going to be pretty good part probably but the problem is how the price is received yeah but the, do you think amd is just going to go like well uh chaos is technically uh what 689 dollars do we do they go more if they're faster in gaming by a little bit i don't know really uh, so 7950x is 699 750 I say 750 is what they go for. I don't know. I think AMD is now slightly back to the 
I don't really think there's an underdog in this fight anymore. Uh, but if you had to say someone was in second position a little or slightly more in second position than full, like, equal, I think AMD this round is a little bit more in that second position uh, when, when you compare Raptor Lake to Ryzen 7000. So I feel like that might make them a little more aggressive with their pricing, but we'll have to see. Did all did all those holiday prices for Ryzen 7000 parts uh, go away? Are they are they back up to MSRP, Elena? Have you uh, I, that haven't, I haven't looked recently. Like in the last, I've been a little busy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, there, um, there was just but, that talk of like, hey, are, are these price cuts actually official? Would the X3D parts just slot in where the original MSRP was for the those parts? Uh, I'm looking at Newegg 7950X. I mean, they're still. Yeah, they're still down. So I I am thinking that that is a symptom. The fact that they even went on sale that soon is already an indicator that they want to stay in the forefront of people's minds and overcome uh, any perceived barriers to people adopting the new chip and the new platform. Um the real issue, honestly, for Ryzen 7000 are the motherboards, which is, you know, obviously why somebody at the start of the show asked about the A620, uh, if we're going to discuss A620. But we'll have to see how it goes. We will have to see. Uh, all right. Uh, more testing to be done. Um, mm-hmm. So l- let's go over to some uh, viewer Qs and As. Uh, if you have a question, put it in the chat right now and at PC World, it's easier for me to to see it um if uh you are listening or watching this later best thing to do is go over to our uh fine folks over at discord there's a link in the description we have a, a channel over there for questions that mm-hmm. i will hopefully get to later on the show uh the first couple questions i have are from earlier in the show we had one from uh guala guala said um why do people get excited about max despite being expensive and don't game while you get both productivity and gaming with a PC at less price, is Apple Apple marketing powerful? Oh yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes, absolutely yes. But I do think the one thing that, because we're a show focused on performance and you know the kind of enthusiast take on hardware, the one thing that we don't really discuss as much is the whole idea of a seamless ecosystem. Like we know about it, but we just don't really talk about it as much. And I think for most people who buy into the Mac ecosystem, like they have an iPhone, they have an Apple Watch, they have other Apple products. And so for them, it's a very, very easy system to buy into. It is designed to make it uh, really, you know, I keep using the same word, seamless, easy to move between devices, to move, you know, um, from looking at your text messages on one device to, you know, another. Things that you don't necessarily have as immediately baked in to the experience with the PC, like you can concoct stuff, right? Like we are the type of people that will do that. But I mean, I have relatives who absolutely are Apple people because they just don't want to think about it. They just, they want it to just, as Apple likes to say, it just works, quote unquote. Yeah, we know that's baloney, but. Until it doesn't, then they contact me. But, you know, for for their perception, that's, and that's where the marketing comes in, right? So a lot of people buy into that. Yeah, and I will say you, again, you, you have to respect a company that 
is is truly masterful at marketing it. And Apple is 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 the gold standard in getting its customers to be completely wrap their lifestyle up into their hardware. It is very rare on the PC side of it. And I will say in my entire life, you know, again, I've, I've had PCs for a long time. I've, I've been a, a big fan supporter of the PC community in my entire life. I've never, ever felt compelled compelled to put a, a computer component sticker on my car, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, I paid you money. You should pay me money to advertise you. Cause I still understand that Intel, AMD and NVIDIA would love for me to put one of their stickers on my car, but I'm just not that kind of person. But do you put it on your PC? That's the question. But that's like, I can understand because it's your PC or whatever, or you could put it on your, cause the thing is I actually, I'm more in favor of like putting it on your toolbox because let me tell you, mm. the, that piece, the box will go away. The, the case will go away. You know, the, I actually like that idea better because that feels less like stumping for them. Yeah, but the thing is, now think of it. How many Apple stickers have you seen on people's cars? Especially around here. Yeah. I've oh, seen, my God. Just like, it just tells you like. Really? It, I don't think I've noticed them. Oh, you need to look because they are like I don't. Oh, they're I don't. I really don't. Everywhere they're and, and, and they're they're subtle because they're they're white, but they're also translucent a little bit. So they they they, can, they tend really to blend in attention. just a bit. But think of it like so. I, I, I if there's any sort of um, non-American audience members, it is like the things that like for our cars. One, you put a sticker on there. That ain't coming out. <laughs> it's not coming out. You're probably going to destroy the paint with it. But these people, so with every Apple device, I don't know if they do it anymore. They used to give you a white Apple sticker, and then people I, I'm put pretty it on sure their they car. do still. Yeah. Like people here, I don't put political bumper stickers on on my car because, frankly, I'm not going to do that. But in this country, the only thing I can think of that comes close is political bumper sticker. You're going to put a political bumper sticker on your car because. This person may fundamentally change your life. Yet these people voluntarily pay for a product and then they put that Apple sticker on their car, <laughs> their brand new car that they paid a lot of money for that they're never going to get off of there. That just tells you the incredible power that Apple's marketing has. And you can hate on it all you want. I certainly, I have problems with people who are willing to put a, a company corporate logo on their car just because they love them so much it's a little scary to me i have problems with that person i don't have problems with apple because that <laughs> wait, is wait, wait. masterful because they okay. are truly masters of their game I, like you got to respect mean, that but do you extend that same uh like concern to people who are sports fans because i feel like this is the tech equivalent <laughs> well no of but yeah because you see sports stickers you see political bumper stickers and you see apple stickers when the hell have you ever seen a Windows, NVIDIA, any other, like, do you put a Coca-Cola sticker on your car? This doesn't even say Coca-Cola. It's a knockoff. <laughs> Some people have. I've never seen Coca-Cola sticker on the car, though. Not on the car. Because that's like, that is next level. But I, I can tell is you, it? I've seen literally hundreds and hundreds of cars with Apple stickers on them. I mean, what else are you going to do with the thing? Thing they give you so many of them. If you buy enough of their product, you're just going to have them everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, but I just I'm again. That's speaking to the power of Apple's marketing. You got to respect that game because they have just an amazing ability to make people believe in Apple products being like they're so entwined with their lifestyle. They really. That's why sometimes 
they the fanboys are kind of crazy because I'm like they get a little nuts about it. It's like <laughs> it's just a stupid part, you know. I can, we talk smack about Intel, AMD, Nvidia at times because that's the way it's supposed. Because it's just simply a product. You should not be emotionally tied up in it. People get really emotionally tied up in Apple products, right? And that's I you, you got to give it to them. I mean, that's I, I, it's amazing. It really is amazing that that power they have. So I, that's that's my statement. You start like. <laughs> You start every time you see an Apple sticker on a car, and I go start marking it down. And then on that list, also have other corporation, other corporate yeah. logos, a Nike logo, maybe Adidas logo. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Adidas, but I have seen Nike. Yeah, but you know, like once. I don't. Know, I guess like you paid four hundred dollars for a pair of <laughs> shoes. I guess. I guess you best put that sticker on your car too. But I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, John John Doe Casey K said he's uh he's putting a 3D effect sticker on his coupe. So watch out. <laughs> uh, here, so here here's the other question. There are um do you take the stickers off? And it's mostly on laptops, but you know the stickers that come pre-stuck, let's say like Core i9 or or um, you know like like the little sticker on the laptop, do you take them off? I just ignore them. I don't because they're really hard to get off. Oh, so you, you keep the stickers on. Okay. So, you, but the, so you're doing it. the free advertising no, there. But, well, because one, not, my hand well, covers it when I'm using the laptop. <laughs> you got to understand, and this is, this is again, not, not to talk too much about Apple, but I'm looking at this HP laptop. There's a core, there's a core <laughs> i7 sticker on here. In this box, there is a sticker. The reason why this sticker is on this laptop is because HP gets money to put that sticker on there. Dell has stickers. Lenovo has stickers, but you could take it, it off. You could take it off, but they all have the stickers. I on always there. take my stickers. They off. get they get money like to put the sticker on there. They would actually probably not want to have the sticker on there in some ways, but they get money for it. Apple has never put an Intel sticker or AMD sticker on its machines because it, it doesn't. I mean, with the amount of cash reserves they have, uh, I don't yeah. think they have to necessarily worry so much about the. Uh, the deals that need to be made in order to keep stay profitable. Yeah, they don't have to worry about the extras of the money, but I, I think they. You also have to understand that that is kind of the Apple thing too. It's it's about us. It's it's only about us. It's only about Apple. It's not the about the stupid. Very good. We don't. You don't care who put the USB controller in here. We're, Their marketing is very good. I, I, no, it's not very good. It's just like we're talking like the dynasty, like greatest I, of all time marketing departments is out, and you got to respect that. I do respect it. I, I do too, but I mean, it does also make so legitimately, I remember one time, like early in my tech uh, journalism career, I, I don't know, I want to say mistake is the right word, but maybe it was not the most um, politic thing to do. Uh, me, a like newbie cub uh, tech journalist reporter type person, uh, they were, you know, going through their spiel and pitching some new technology to me. And I literally stopped and said, yes, but what does this term mean? Like, what do you mean by this? And you could just tell from their faces that they're not, they were not used to having people asking so baldly, like, please, please show your work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, oh, I got to find a better way of asking these things. And to their credit, they absolutely went and they researched it. Like the PR person went, got the information, came back to me. But from how that exchange went, I could tell that they were not used to people being like, hey, yes, but what is that? What are you trying to actually say with that? Yeah, no, I get I get sometimes with the pitches where you get the person who just, they're not fully formed. You know, you, you don't get the people that are dipped in it that, that can talk about it. And, and did you, was it the equivalent of like when a kid says, why? 
Well, because this has <laughs> a lot of vitamins. <laughs> you need a lot of vitamins. Why? Because yeah. you want to grow up you eat to be strong and, and have muscles. You need Why? If you don't eat this, you're not getting dessert. Uh, yeah, I was definitely that kid. Also, I was literally that kid. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. My parents, I drove my parents crazy. I like to know how things work. Like, I genuinely like to know how things work, even though I'll never, you know, repair drywall or, you know, do this, you know, home improvement project, this car project, whatever. I just like knowing how things work. So I'm very much that person. It's like, but why? No, it's. I, I mean, it's a good instinct to have because uh, honestly, you know, it's uh, people don't often understand it and, and it helps you be able to under, uh, explain it too. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm going to mention this. Adam had oh. to step out of the room. I'm going to mention Warren. A five, thank you for the $5 super chat. Canadian, but still valuable. I'm putting yeah. an outrage pony sticker on my Mustang. I think it's Canadian. I'm not sure. It's a CA5. Yes, it is. I, I just like, think that it's, it's like the it whole, could, but it's still good. <laughs> well, it could be $5 Californian, don't you think? We have not issued, you know, California likes to say that we're our own thing. Not as much as Texas does, um, obviously. No, I, but we have not issued our own currency yet. No, but I, when I mean $5 Californian, I mean like basically $1. Because like your buying power as a Californian is about $1. We might as well be Australian at this point. Sorry, Hub, I, but you know. Like, how much? I mean, Canada's uh, conversion rate is also not in their favor when they come down here. So, uh, VC Jester also five dollars, and I imagine this is uh, American five dollars, not Californian, because it just says five dollars. How many cars have you owned since you bought your toolbox? Oh boy, I have yet to buy a toolbox. They just live in a they just live in a drawer. I mean, probably one. I mean, I, I clearly for me, like buying a car is like, you know, decades kind of thing. And that's why I'm not putting an Apple sticker on it. Hell no. You're going to have to pay me to do that. I'm scrolling up here. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> hopefully I'm not messing this up because Adam, I don't know where Adam went, but, uh, $5 super chat, an American from Stephen Hart. Are Intel and AMD still legal, legally obligated to keep PCIe open to Nvidia? Um, may, may be the only thing keeping them from going full closed box, which I tread, uh, in, for people who don't know, um, I believe there was an FTC ruling, good Lord, maybe 12 years ago, 10 years ago, basically requiring Intel to support PCIe to uh, their, in their feelings, um, to not hurt NVIDIA because their feelings was at that time. We're talking at more than a decade ago that uh, that even then, you know, clearly GPU compute was going to become a problem, and they were fearful of Intel closing off PCIe as a way to hurt in, Nvidia and, and other GPU competitors. Uh, that consent decree, I believe, expired a couple years ago. And hey, by the way, Intel has not done it yet. So, and I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I understand the fear when it. Uh, happened back then because you know and also at the same time if uh, intel had eliminated pcie before they were they were able to they would be in a different world today too so you know you could see the power of that but no they're they're i'm pretty sure the consent decree expired a while ago and they're anybody kind of saying that they're going to do that because they're no longer forced to do it i don't don't think it's going to happen more, I think more of the fear though is that Intel 
and AMD will simply both, uh, by the way, that did not apply to AMD. It only applied to Intel. Intel and AMD, if you make a GPU and you make a CPU and you make them like this, like Apple. <laughs> it's like, what is this head gesture? <laughs> no, because, I mean, no, it really is like Apple, their CPU and GPU, you don't know where it starts, where it ends in a way, because they're so closely enmeshed. It is, it's like, again, very similar to a console model. We may get there one day to the PC. It's going to be a problem because PC's always been about open ecosystems, being open to everybody. So I don't know what we're going to do when we get there. At the same time, as somebody who does respect more performance improvements, is it something we could give up? Like, could we fundamentally sort of change how PCIe is approached? Or could we accept that if you're running an AMD GPU, CPU, or an Intel uh, CPU, GPU, the performance will simply be better than what you can get out of anything you're adding through PCIe because of the advantages of it, you know? Can we accept that? I think we'd have to see how that actually played out in truth or in, you know, reality, if it were to be a thing. I, I off the cuff, I don't necessarily like the sound of it, but I also don't want to be closed off to the idea of, you know, if something works, it works. But uh, as you've said many times on the show, the strength of the PC is its openness. So the idea of people starting to close doors is a little worrying, yeah. just as a concept in general. And, you know, by the way, I, like, I think the last time I was able to talk to Lisa, Lisa Sue, Dr. Lisa Sue, I was like, you know, it's, it often comes up and like, and, you know, her feeling is like part of it. It's part of the PC ecosystem is that it is an open ecosystem and they will, they, they have. They basically embrace that. And I'm sure everybody will say that until, oh boy, look at this competitive advantage over Intel and NVIDIA. <laughs> and I just don't know. I just, I just realized that it, it could be a problem. But, you know, um, I think NVIDIA, if I were NVIDIA, how you overcome that is like you, you have to make sure you stay ahead of everybody so much that even if they do that, you're, you're still at an advantage, right? So, uh, here's another uh, super chat. Oh. I'm going to screw this up. Uh, is it Juan? Juan Yuan? Uh, year of the cat. Meow. May the force be with you this year. Dang, I thought it was year of the rabbit. Uh, we're still in the year of cat oh, tiger. Right, right. And then it's, was it this coming Monday? That's when it becomes year of the rabbit. Oh, I see. I see. Got it. And that Lunar was calendar, 1199. Uh, kind of some Euro. kind of C with. Euro. I think it's an arrow or is it a bow? Those are Euro. Those are Euro. The things you eat? No, I'm just kidding. I do miss the, no. the different European currencies. but Dude. I actually found a German mark in my belongings the other day. I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is definitely a blast from the past. Uh, also, I haven't cleaned it. Oh, there's, other... There another, there's another VC Jester super chat. Did you get that one? Uh, the, the toolbox question, right? There's a second one. Am I missing that one too? Wait. I will read it. So VC Jester, friend of the show, thank you for your $5 super chat. Uh, as a follow-up to the toolbox question, he said, Gordon, so you're not the guy who has the same toolbox you bought in 1992? No, I'm that. I just, you know, and I don't have a rolling toolbox. I mean, I'm just not that, I'm not uh, that advanced. So cool. And I just buy the, the cheap old boxes. So I just, you just keep them all, you know, like, and you know what? Like the like the true 
cheap ass I am, I just have the different shape boxes. Like there's people like they're serious. Like they they have like the matching toolboxes. They get the rolling toolbox, and they've got the modular, you know, portable ones. Like I'm just like, oh, this is on sale. I have basically probably three different sizes of Husky brand, which is the uh, Costco brand, uh, not Costco, but the the Home Depot brand toolboxes. So that's I don't I don't have anything special. Oh, okay. Sorry. I am completely being Chinese centric here. I'm super sorry. So I didn't realize that the Zodiac uh, is a little bit different for Vietnam. So for Ah. them, it's rabbit or cat this year coming here. Really? For us, it's just rabbit. My bad. I want the year of the cat. But it is the year. I I want every year to be year of the cat. So we just learned, Adam, that Year of the Cat is uh, in Vietnam is it's good. Year of the Cat. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. I'll it's take it. Different animals, I guess. Sorry. And, you know, for people who aren't used to the lunar near and the animal thing, all the animals represent the cunning attribute of that animal. So, although I wonder if you could make a technology based kind of like a lunar, or is it, do you get in trouble with the gods or something like that? Like, <laughs> if you make I your own calendar? I mean, we Here's don't really GPU. have spiteful like smoting type gods so i mean you just don't want to mess with the dragons agrarian folks there's always some kind of spiteful everything (laughs) anybody comes from the agrarian you know past history then it's like there's believe me you're at the mercy of the gods so i don't know i mean i've always liked the eastern tradition for dragons like western dragons are cool too but they're not quite so like fire and smoke and burn things it's just more like yo we the gods we cool Wait, wait, you're saying... You got a hierarchy. I, honestly, I'm not familiar with the lore there, but those dragons would not eat you? I don't think that's necessarily their PR marketing nom, nom, branding. Nom, 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 nom. I just think, yeah, you know, they, they would eat you. I don't I don't <laughs> see this gigantic, you know, lizard creature not taking a chomp out of you if it ran into you. Yum, nom, so. nom, nom. Uh, sorry, I had to step away. Uh, did, it, it sounds like we got through a couple super chats. Yeah, I think we, we got did. most of them. I think we got them all. Most of the year, okay. There was so some got, from earlier that I that I hadn't. Oh, got I don't know if we got those. So we got the one about the year of the cat. We got the VC gesture toolbox ones. We got Warren's about the outrage pony sticker on a Mustang. Um, I don't know if there is. Uh, we also got Stephen Hart's about the PCIe, right? That's the best one you just answered, Gordon, right? And then I don't know if there were any super chats before that. Oh, there, yeah, there, they're, uh, they've scrolled off the yeah. screen. <laughs> Let me get, get to him. Uh, Space Channel Five gave us five uh, pounds. The L, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, said when I'm stressed and distracted, I usually take solace in my mini ITX build. Nice. Uh, oh, you mean like building a ship in the bottle? <laughs> I, I exactly. can understand. Yeah, that. there you go. Uh, and patience. Um, it takes patience. S R E I F seventy eight gave us a five dollars super chat. Thank you so much. Said uh, there was a pre recorded video. Uh, there was a pre recorded video by a big tech company announcing their products. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Coffee uh, gave us uh, two Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Said uh, the price of, for the new Mac Mini is what is interesting. What is the price? Uh, Six ninety nine. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, VC Jester uh, earlier on said uh, so. Uh, gives five dollars. Thank you so much. Said so. Chat GPT GTP uses stuff found on the internet for machine learning in order to write things. Will there? Where will the average IQ drop to after a decade of that? If it just keeps learning things from itself, I think is. I, is the, <laughs> the I mean, I don't know if we have time for like a full <laughs> discussion about this, but this is actually a conversation i was having with a really close friend last night about that uh because i was saying 
at the moment, how how this is being presented in the, in the state of technology or the state of the technology as it is right now, it, it feels like it's built a little bit on air, right? Where it's just self-perpetuating off of what uh, is been created by humans. But if eventually humans just want to rely on that for full creation, there is going to be a point where you just run out of the actual substance that you need in order to fuel that and it does feel like it's just the bottom's going to drop out eventually so it'll be interesting to see how the technology progresses develops you know over time to see if it can address that problem but i think fundamentally for for everyone thing for everyone who has been proclaiming ai as this like oh we can just use ai we don't need humans to do these things it's like no you, you still need the humans because they're the ones who can at least Currently, they're the only ones who can come up with original ideas to like be able to actually look at a 1300 KS and run the benchmarks and make a call on, you know, how to, uh, you know, make a, a review, like do the review, actually make an evaluative call on it. You can't ask, mm-hmm. you know, chat GPT or whatever to say like, hey, like put these two together and actually give me a full review on, you know, how it works. So. Until AI gets to that point where it can think for itself, and then we run into potential Skynet issues. <laughs> it's whole it does seem like sometimes that we are going to get to a point where it can't keep perpetu- it can't keep fueling itself because it needs something to to actually put into the the to keep the fires going, right? Mm. Well, I don't know about that because Hollywood has survived on no original ideas <laughs> for decades. <laughs> they've built a multi-billion, multi-trillion dollar you know, business out of it. I, I mean, mean you know, we do love the, we do love true. retelling Cinderella over and over <laughs> like, and over and over again. I mean, basically Hollywood is AI because it's just like, <laughs> what should we do? I don't know. Let's do a sequel, but we'll take the sequel and we'll mash it up with that one. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> This looks exactly like derivatives. It's just horrible. How are you like, no, it looks good. The green light it, they make it. And like, that's exactly Hollywood. And yet they continue on and on and on. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. (laughs) So, I mean, it does, it does work. It does work. So I, it is, people don't underestimate it. And we're all happy to like, oh my God, did you see the new this? It was so good. I don't know. I thought it was the same thing. Yeah, I know, but it was. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple more questions and we get out of here. Uh, so, uh, earlier on, Soul Assassin asked, uh, I need a video card for animation, art, and video game design. Do I buy a 4070 Ti or a used 3090 since I can't afford a card over $900? Boy, I, I would want to look at your list of applications that you use, go to their recommended hardware read their forums to see what people say are, is offering the the most performance some things may favor radeon some things may favor arcs some a lot of things frankly uh i'm sure this is intel's and amd's problem may unfortunately favor nvidia so you really need to see which of those it favors and then so obviously it sounds like you're leaning geforce that is a tough call. That is a really tough call. Like I generally lean toward buying the newer thing because it's going to get you the better support. That's where NVIDIA is going to put all of its focus on. You can you can bet your butt they're going to want to make 40 series as fast as possible in all of the applications and push for optimizations. Is that really going to benefit 30 series? I don't know. So for me, it's it's very hard to answer. I do have a question for you, you all, though. 
Okay, so I uh, got a niece. Once has a 1080. I thought she had a 1070, but 1080. Once you do streaming. Nice. And apparently the system is underwater. So her friend looked at it and said. Wait, what? It's just not it's not fast enough for streaming, for playing the oh. game and streaming. So she basically wants to. She was like, well, I want to buy a new video card. Her price range is four to five hundred dollars. So I was kind of like 30, 60, 30, 70. 30, 70 is about a, but I was looking, you can get sort of like the lower end ones for about 570 as of yesterday. They, they're usually about six something, but there are a few that are dipping down into the mid, mid 550s and like. And she wants this specifically for like streaming. So like she needs like the encoding and all that. That's my guess. I haven't asked further to see how she's doing it, but I'm guessing possibly OBS. Um, I actually think she could be CPU limited too. It's an older eight core Haswell, eight core Haswell uh, E. So, um, I don't know. Cause I, the other thing though is like, so I was like, well, if you can swing it 3070, but I'm like, there were leaks of a 4070 in a box by a, by a, a, a board, a AIB. The it's other not going to be $500. Yeah. I know it's not going to be $500. So I'm like, do you do, but is that going to help push the prices of, of 3070s lower? You know, because what I was going to say... Or do you say, do AMD? And, yeah, because I, mean, I was going to say the 1600 XT is still going for insane prices right now. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. What about ARC? Like, but I just like, no, because uh, no, you know, this is person that is not... <laughs> no, no, but honestly, it's, ARC has gotten better. Like every time you look at you look at Keith's videos, every time it gets better and better and better. And I mean, you, know, have a, you have basically but, next generation AV1 encode. But no. remember, journalistic integrity... <laughs> well, that, yeah. but I'm, Brad's I'm just in saying, the chat right now. Just so Brad angry. is in the chat. I'm just kidding. Well, but I mean, for, I mean, if you're looking at a, a budget of four to five hundred dollars, and a, an arc is basically wait, well wait, within but, that. But also, real quick, money towards new, new or work. used? Is, are 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 they okay well, getting used? Probably, probably new because I think this person's not really a take a risk kind of buying used right. stuff. All right, because yeah, some people CTI? some people in the chat are saying a used thirty eighty. Yeah, if 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 they don't want to go used, then. I, I yeah I would say either uh, I mean uh, best bang for your buck I would say sixty seven fifty XT it looks like on Newegg you can get it you know four fifty the XFX Speedster Merc three nineteen sorry thirty sixty or uh, thirty sixty Ti uh, no 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 the sixty seven fifty XT oh, Radeon okay. she could go sixty eight hundred I think that's what I saw yesterday for like around five hundred really if she oh, wow. if she wants to hit like that if she's okay with hitting the top of her. Yeah, so like right now, mm, yeah, I don't know if this is the not best. Yeah. I'm looking at slick deals right oh. now. So it's not, I mean, it's a power color model. I think it's like a reference model, looks like. So I don't know how loud it's going to be, uh, but it's on Amazon, 480. Oh, I guess it, there, there's, an MS, yeah, there's an MSI one on um, on Newegg for, for 499. Well, but but the thing is, so here's a stickler here. Gigabyte. Uh-huh. Everybody uses GeForce ex- Experience. Like uh-huh. most of the kids, they know. Like they, like honestly, it doesn't even disturb them because I personally, I think the GeForce Experience, like whatever Alt Shift F one four to get like get the stuff, is kind of crazy to me. And the UIs, I'm not a big fan of. But that is what everybody uses. So I don't think she's going <laughs> to be using that for streaming, or maybe she is. But I, I just kind of think like. So Radeon is, and same thing for Arc is kind of like, 
GeForce is embedded with most most gamers that don't really pay that much. You know, they're, or, 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 the she's young, young. She can adapt. Like, it's not like you, just because you're used to one software doesn't mean you can't adapt to a new one. <laughs> well, I'm just afraid, like saying if uh, you do AMD, then they're like, "Hey, how do I get GeForce Experience now?" And this can be like, oh, uh, you just don't want to do tech support, okay? That's well, different. no, but I, I don't. I just kind of like I, I do understand, <laughs> and this is the reason why a lot of people just can't leave. If you're sort of like, and this is why people can't leave Windows for Mac and can't leave Mac for Windows because you, you're used to it. It's just you, you. You do everything the same way. Suddenly, you have to relearn everything. It's not worth it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I on the the G four side, I, I I think thirty seventy would be pushing it a little too hard. Because of the price, if, yeah. For the, the tax, price, you're really talking seventy. Yeah, so I would say thirty sixty Ti is probably the upper limit, and uh, especially if if you consider tax sixty eight hundred, you can get right at five hundred. But I think a sixty seven fifty XT will get you, you know, with tax at five hundred. And this the, yeah, so thirty sixty Ti versus sixty seven fifty XT. I mean, w- would be my thought, and th- they're about they're about the same in in my mind for for gaming. I mean, w- one is better for content creation and, <laughs> and streaming and stuff for sure. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think the Radeon one is like like that far behind. What do you think about going with a third party encoder? What do you mean? Just a just a streaming box. So you ba- you basically take all the load off of the GPU. So, oh oh well, I mean, depending on the CPU, they could do CPU encode too. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 not that new. It's yeah. So I but I mean, so streaming on the the PC, like I mean, they're yeah no I, yeah I would say do it inside. It's just the easiest. It gets too it gets a little complicated. Really? Yeah. To do a do a just a, you know a well, the, the, the capture card. I mean, you're, the capture card's still going to run on the same system, so it's still mm-hmm. going to use a little bit of overhead. Yeah, but if you're doing hardware encode, then you're not you're not using NV Ink, so you'd still have yeah. the. You know. I'd say for for complication reasons, I just just do it internal. Take yeah. take take the little bit of hit uh, overhead. Personally, okay. I personally use this for the information. So, <laughs> um, I did want to jump back real quick to the original question. Just yes. add on one thing. So, I think the other thing to consider is that if you're con- was it the f- was forty seventy Ti versus thirty ninety was it the question? Which one is better? Uh, oh, thirty right, ninety right. versus forty seventy Ti. I would say also really consider the price that you're getting them for because I think that's also going to influence you know, which one you end up getting, right? Like, you're going to have to, like, as Gordon said, you're going to have to look at, you know, the programs you're using, uh, whatever benchmarks people have out there so you can compare, considering what kind of features each generation is offering you relative to your use case. But then on top of that, also consider your the pricing of it. I know you have a top end of your, your budget, but obviously, I think like most people, if you can spend less, you, you that might be the better option for you. Or maybe you do need a, you do want to push the end of your budget because you want specific features, but that that is also something to consider how much you're going to end up paying for each of those when weighing them against each other. Yeah, I mean the memory difference is huge between the two cards. And that too. For some content creation, it's it's just worth yeah. it. So I, I don't know. It's a it's a really tough one. Yeah, I'll say for for DaVinci because I did look that up. Uh, DaVinci, mm-hmm. it's it's about the same, you know, uh, 
even even though the 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 VRAM is bigger on the thirty ninety. So I, I don't know for, for game dev stuff and and uh, their other use case, so yeah. Definitely look it up if you can. Um a couple more questions we we can get out of here. Um Yeah. Uh da, 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 da. Man, we we got so many good questions over on over on the, the Discord. Sorry, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I had to step away. Um Oh man. Wow. Uh well here's a, a nice easy one. The the misadventures of a little wolf. Uh how many of you use current gen hardware as your daily driver? Not me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, Adam does. Yeah. Are you are you on Raptor Lake now? Or yeah, are you yeah. On... So okay. my 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 editing rig at home 1300K not a KS. Oh man, uh, and and I I just I was just able to get my hands on a forty ninety, so so yeah I got I got both there. The this editing rig here is the the fifty nine fifty X with a thirty eighty I think is what I put in here. I can't remember at the build time. Um, my gaming small form factor rig is a twelve nine hundred non K with a forty eighty. I found one that fit in that that uh, A four H two with all the fancy hardware. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I, I get I get too expensive, I guess, uh, or I don't get to, I you know, I get to the lifestyle. But it's really about the lifestyle that you lead because I I don't know if I would you even have the energy, Elena, to move everything all of the time. I just don't. I I do. A, I, we've talked about this. I do a clean in Windows install every like six months. I you know. Yeah. So I, he, I'm switching then, phones all the time. Like yeah. You're like Macaulay way, from Heat. The way Adam. The way Adam handles his files is very conducive to moving between computers frequently. Um, for me, I would probably do more, uh, I guess you could maybe call it in-place upgrades, like, you know, just component swaps as opposed to full change build-outs, you know. More often, if I wasn't for, I have kind of limited space right now, uh, and a, how should we put this, a very cat-like cat. So sometimes I just don't want to deal with all the the knocking things off tables and the fur everywhere. So it's just easier just to keep chugging along with what I've got. Yeah, no, I'm I I only recently upgraded from a Windows 8.1 machine to a Skylake <laughs> box. That was my upgrade. So that was no, it's I run old hardware. We need to build you a new system, Gordon. You know, actually, we need to build you a new system. You know, I don't like to move because it's just a pain in the butt to do it. But honestly, sometimes I think. Actually, living hardware does give you a different feel for it sometimes. So uh, yeah. it is something I'm finally actually considering. Although <laughs> I was like thinking, like, hey, you know, it'd be fun to build a Rocket Lake box. <laughs> <laughs> Would it? Why? Yeah, because it's just. <laughs> is it fun? Well, it's just kind of fun because it, it always. I, you know, everybody you space like earlier. Look, VC Jester is like what you don't because he's like, oh, you know, I'm sure Gordon has like. He's got the snap-on tool chest, like the rolling one, and like no, like craftsman. Yeah. No, no, like snap-on. You got to have like real. Like he's expecting, like oh, got to be like. Uh, also, like, real, hell, real quick, like, VC Jester gave us five five more dollar super chat. Said uh, you used to be my hero, Gordon. All was, your heroes. I was so certain that you had an immaculate tool storage system. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes because it's exactly like Greg Boynton said. Show me a hero, I'll show you a bum. Because they're all just like. Like, they're so disappointed. Same thing. Like, you ever, like, people ask this of Steve, Gamers Nexus. I think a lot we are on a, we did something. One time it was like, people are like, Steve, what do you use? And Steve uses, like, 
Like it was even older than what I used. Because <laughs> it's just you don't really have yeah. time to, to service yourself a lot of ways. Yeah. You don't want to mess with it. So And also because uh, Gordon in particular feels strongly about this, we do clean installs. So then you have to oh, move yeah. all oh, your yeah. stuff Gotta over. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that, that's why you over. never leave anything important on the install drive. You have all, all your other stuff on the extra drive. So you can move the extra drives, but that, that OS install, well, I, I could lose it right now, and I, I, I wouldn't no, lose anything. It's still going to break. There's a lot of things. That, there are things that, that break. It's not, and it's sometimes not files get put in places that you don't no, 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 you didn't no. anticipate them being. What, what I'm saying is that I, I, I don't reuse the same OS install. I'm saying like like no, all, I, I put all my important stuff on other drives. No, I, I understand. Yeah. It's just that if you the prop that works because you actually do wipe every six months. You never have like a buildup that you're not aware of. But once you get past like the year mark, it's just like wait, where did I? Oh yeah, no, I I, I, I I like I feel like I, I I like to know every single file that's on my system at all times. And like if, no, if something's out of place, I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just ready. I've to- seen your file organization. It is very impressive like you're very on it i start that way and then over time it just starts oh it just starts disintegrating it does feel like that's i mean that's one of the things microsoft is trying to address but they i don't know how they can but they want you to log in they want you to have an account and they want everything backed up to whatever OneDrive. oh i always turn it off i know and everybody does turn it off but they really want it to get to the point where it's like your phone where you know what? If you can move to a new computer, log in with your Windows login, and it downloads everything from the cloud or possibly runs everything from the cloud, you're more likely to buy new hardware or to change things. Or because right now, we see that with people we help, they have these ancient machines, and they don't want to change anything because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't That's want true. to change it. True. And, and if they could get closer to what you get out of Chrome OS or you know or the, or the mobile operating systems, it's actually, I think, they would. They think it's better for them, but I don't know if that's if that's a muscle Windows. The Windows world has because we're just we're just sort of used to. I put this file on my desktop. It's on my desktop. I put it in this drive. It's on that drive, and to have everything up in the cloud is just not. I mean, I, I don't think we're, we're used to that. I have spoken with people. I mean, obviously our audience also similar to us. I imagine, but I have spoken with people that I know who are like twenty. And legitimately did not understand a concept of local files. They are just so used to cloud, like, especially with music, computing, right? Like, well, well not I- just music. Like, they've done everything, like Google, Google, like Google Suite kind of stuff, mm. uh, streaming music, Netflix. Like, True. just had no con. Literally, we had to explain to one of them what the save icon meant like they didn't actually really understand the concept of saving because of autosave but on top of that they had no idea what a floppy disk was like no clue were they PC, absolutely pc people mac people or i mean because probably chrome os like oh. that's that's what they get out in school so that's what they're used to but did when you when you had to give them the talk were, were, were they <laughs> give them the talk <laughs> is that like the first time they got like a gaming pc or something i mean what was that like no we like okay. the rest of us were talking about gaming pcs i think and they were just so you could tell that they were like i'm not quite following what 
like this conversation is about so we started explaining and then we had to like dig a little further and then we dig a little bit more and then we realized just how far we had to like bring this person forward into like getting them con like the context so mm-hmm. they could understand what we were talking about because you know like you don't want to leave people out of a conversation it never feels good to be the one that's like i don't know what's happening i don't know what they're talking about right okay let me tell you what happened the first fast and furious do the fourth okay let me catch you up on that then now you can understand that's terrible that's just a terrible conversation that's like basic computing don't they have teacher that is right because i gotta figure like there is no like they actually had to teach kids computing back then to have a class. Now they're, they're probably going to teach you, yeah. but then they have to teach you like sort of like oh. cloud-based existence versus non-cloud-based existence. I'm sorry. Side note: I've, I keep forgetting to bring this up. Uh, we've talked about this before, but when I was at home for the holidays, I asked my dad. I was like, "Hey, I don't remember anything about the first PC we got. Do you remember anything about it?" Because uh, people are always like, "Oh yeah, my first PC was this and this," and I was like, "I remember getting it like around '91." ish time frame but i was like i don't remember anything about it and he's like oh yeah we we went to the to the px and we got the the nicest model that, that was there and he said it was a 486 it was either dell or hp or oh, you know nice. some and so i was like oh okay now i know my my origins <laughs> 486 was was the first pc i ever touched and it Intel? probably cost Actual him like four thousand dollars well but, but this was on a military base too so it might have been cheaper oh. so I, I, I don't know yeah probably ah. yeah still pretty expensive back then yeah, like you yeah. would spend anywhere from 2500 to 3000 dollars on a pc and the specs are just absolutely not what you would expect now yeah. well but and you like know, that was that was like what in today's money that's probably closer to like 5k 6k no like yeah I, well, I mean i guess ago. my follow-up question should have been and maybe next time is like well why did we get it because i don't i mean he didn't really need it i think he just got it because it was Oh, cool computer! Because you had to, because that yeah. was. What was I, on the I, I did, time. you know, that. So that was my first experience with DOS and loading up games mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you know, I, I know I'm the the youngin, but uh, I I did touch a, a PC uh, in the early '90s. So. Rest in peace, <laughs> word perfect. I yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a good question I want to touch on. Um, CR poll: why, why is Cam just for laptops and not desktops? Well, true, Cam. By the way, the big news this week was. Um, Jetic has formally said, hey, we're going to replace SODIMS with uh, CAM, which you know from Dell's CAM from uh, last year, a compression attached memory module. We have a couple cool videos here on it, but basically Dell proposed it as, a, as the standard to Jetic. Uh, Jetic says, okay, this looks good. You've done all the work for everybody. Probably going to be some changes by the time it comes out into this year, and then you'll see some CAM-based laptops come out next year basically probably ddr5 6400 and up because that's kind of where sodiums run out of steam at high capacity and uh, um, speed it is mostly for laptops but obviously for other uh, space constrained uh, you know like mini desktop minis all-in-ones you could see uh, cam use as well so it's not necessarily only a laptop thing but is it gonna show up in sort of mainstream you know gaming desktops I don't think so immediately, but maybe, maybe, maybe a mini ITX build or something, right? Because you do see some mini ITX builds where they have to resort to SODIMs. You could possibly see CAM there, but big. But the big takeaway is everybody's screaming about CAM being proprietary. It ain't proprietary no more because Jetic has said this is the new standard to take us forward. Hmm. Wow. All right. Um, a couple more super chats. VC Jester gives another five dollars. Said maybe Elena needs to write an article on how to move the location of default drives. 
There you go. That always breaks stuff, though. Every time... <laughs> it yeah. can. It really can. Uh, uh, d- default folders is, is what he meant. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I just... Like, even installing apps on the second... It doesn't... I don't even know how that works, Adam, because it never works for me. So. Maybe, maybe. I think he's talking about just, like, the location of your downloads folder, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that oh. can also break stuff if you... Uh, then uh, you do refresh install. Quadarius Technology gave us a four, $4.99 super chat uh, and said, this is for Gordon's new PC build. We should get him a 1300K system. Well, that, mm. that's at least a small portion of it. So, <laughs> What's a more trolly build, though? Because Rocket Lake would be like... You want I, your home to build your daily driver to be a troll build? Well, because like, <laughs> I'm Gordon. using a Skylake box. <laughs> classic yeah, Gordon. classic Gordon. He's like, you know what? If I'm going to get a new PC, it's going to be like a troll <laughs> build. <laughs> people are going to ask me what PC I run, and I want and him he's to, gonna have to a get angry. And he's going to have a 2080 Ti. Yeah, he's going to have a 2080 and a bulldozer. Uh, what's yeah. more angry? Maybe an unreleased 4080 yeah. 12 gig card would be the card to have then. <laughs> 4080 12 gig would be the. I, I, we have that uh, GTX 2080. Yeah, that could. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know if it works. Anyway. <laughs> uh, cool. We, we we should get out of here. Uh, this has been a, a very should. rambly show. This is what we get. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, we should go have fun. lunch. Yeah. Go I'm hungry. I'm happy the rain has stopped. Uh, no, there's more coming. Just got a notification. Yep. Great. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. More rain. Just what we need. Just we for don't. today, though. And then we have the rest of the week. It's supposed to be clear. Nice. I'm excited for this. And we need it. Check back next week for your fix of top <laughs> PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please do leave a review. Every time you do, I will consider one more troll piece of hardware to put in my system. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Lainey. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the L switch. Uh, n- not just PC talk, uh, you know. G- oh, crap. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> what? Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Hit the wrong button. It's lunchtime. It's lunchtime. It's lunchtime.